Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Always. and gentlemen welcome back to the monday edition of the dangerous world podcast here as you know if you've been listening for more than like a week you know that i do these uh little quick intro uh, bonus content if you will to the awesome conversations that we have over on the great deception podcasts feed you guys know matt he's a close friend of mine in the podcast world we do these awesome shows and he hosts the the meetings and I'm lucky enough to tag along in these, and I fell behind on these last week. So what we're doing, and if you can bear with me here, what we're doing is I'm going to uh, air the most recent one, and then later in the week, I'm going to do the one before that, because I did fall behind last week, and I want to give all these people the shine on my little platform, not that you know we're getting millions of downloads over here or anything, but... To, to you know do my part just to uh, you know help spread the word about these guys awesome work I will be showing that later this week it was not intentional just fell behind in this episode here I'm going to be talking with and you should have heard this last week again over at the great deceptions feed but these awesome dudes Josh Sean and Santiago from the mind's eye podcast if you look for their work and I recommend you do Make sure you type in podcast and you'll see their artwork. It's like three animated faces with the eye. Um, there's a few podcasts with that name. They haven't been putting out content. And their content's not as good as these guys, to be honest. Look out for that that proper uh, show there. And that's who is in this. And actually what I'm going to be talking about here before we get into that episode kind of fits in with like the wild topics that those dudes talk about, right? Um, the episode that I'll be airing later this week was from two weeks ago, and that was with uh, Sam from According to Sam, number two, Sam, According to Sam, and then Andrew from Politics and Punk Rock. Those are not mistakable names, so you should be able to find those very easily. And um, we talk, I mean, those guys talk more about politics and more current event type things. So, you know, me talking about the men in black here isn't really going to fit in with what... um, with what they talked about. So I have this really interesting book that I want to get into just a section. I actually, you know, this is a book that I bought a long time ago back when I first started the podcast. And I was like, man, I got to have a lot of books behind me in the videos, right? That's what all the big podcasters do just to let you know that they know how to read a book, right? I bought quite a few. These are all still sitting out in my living room, but this one is a really interesting one. It's called demons, the devil and fallen angels. It's got two authors that wrote it, uh, Marie D. Jones and Larry Flaxman, and it's just really interesting stuff. It kind of looks at it from all kinds of different perspectives, looks about like what is the devil, what are demons, what is all this shit, and there's a really interesting section that fits in with the stuff that I was doing on what a lot of people are calling my best episode over here, okay? The one with the internet demons, the genetic ties into the internet, 
um, what a genie is in the whole transhumanist world. I should actually know what that episode is. But if you haven't listened to it, go check it out. I mean, it is uh, literally, I guess I should say figuratively, it's on fire over there. It's on fire. People seem to enjoy that kind of stuff. And I'm glad because that is fun stuff to look into. Most recent episode about the Grabovoi codes is cooking as well. Shorter episode there. Um, simply because things are just a little chaotic, but we're getting back on track, okay? I fall behind real easily, and when I do, it's just a shit show. But that was episode 377, and then the the one that I'm referring to, 375, Genies, Demons, and DNA Controlling the Internet. That is heavily related to what I found here in this book coincidentally. So I want to just kind of get into a little bit of it there. As you know, these are shorter intros, so not going to be a super deep dive. But there were some wild topics in there, kind of connecting cryptids, interdimensional beings, what are extraterrestrials, all this stuff. And believe it or not, it really does fit in there. They discuss gins and whatnot. Um, I did thank the new Patreon subscribers in my later episode last week, but I'd like to do it again really quick. Chad, thanks so much, dude. Anthony, Britton, Trev, Bell, Alan, big thanks to you, man. $10 sub right there. Um, Eric. Kelly, Michelle, uh, Travis, Tiffany, Rebecca, Joseph, and Jed. Thank you guys so much, and thanks to everybody else that's been riding with me for a little while. Uh, Bonus content, a lot of bonus content actually, is going to be on the Patreon this week. I need to double-check with Adam from Deborah Gets Red Pilled. We had a great conversation with Corey Hughes, who I think is like, I'd honestly consider him like the foremost expert on the JFK conspiracies. We had him on, uh, Ghost and myself, we talked with him, and it was a wild episode. You can find that. I'm not sure where the number is. I'd have to pause and do a lot of, you know, looking. But it's it was um, on the anniversary. I think it was last year. Uh, so we're talking November 23rd, right? I should know this off the top of my head. Somewhere around November, uh, we aired that episode, and it was a, a, hell, of a hell of a conversation. We talked with him about that, more on JFK, and we talk about a topic that's not really safe to talk about, behind, you know, unless it's behind a paywall. Some of the theories and some of the talk about the Holocaust, right? What's true, what's not, um, some of that stuff. And it is a sensitive topic, I understand, but this is the kind of stuff that I love learning, right? We've been lied to a lot. Um, I'm not sitting here telling you that the Holocaust is fake. That's not what I'm saying. But um, some people out there believe that, and I am not researched enough on it to um to discuss those things so i'm going to make sure that he's already aired it on his end and then i want to share uh some bits of it that's just going to be for the patreon people i'm not going to share that for free because there's risk to sharing that kind of stuff right um so with that being said thanks for the support everywhere guys and uh you will be getting some extra shit over there at patreon now this this book, like I said, really interesting stuff. And forgive the page turning if you hear that. It makes me sound like uh, Rush Limbaugh a little bit. But, you know, it starts off talking about cryptids and demons. And I think it's an interesting concept when you hear people sitting there saying over and over again that, you know, I had this dark energy and then I looked around and I saw Bigfoot or saw, you know, uh, one of these big cats or a uh, black shuck or something, right? All these different creatures. The Jersey Devil's a big one. The Mothman. The Chicago Mothman's my favorite one. I think they got one over in like Louisiana. I'm not a big cryptid guy, okay? I try to stick to, um, you know, secret societies, CIA operations, shit that is provable 
And I'm, like I said, I've been getting into the fringe a little more, going back to the roots of the show when we were talking about some real wild shit. I want to get back into that because, you know, constantly staring into this abyss of government operations and how the government legitimately wants to kill us, um, it, it gets dark. It gets very, very dark. And, you know, talking about some goofy shit like Bigfoot is fun to me. And there's people that, like, live and die by these cryptid things. So just because I'm not a big time believer in it doesn't mean that I can't find some interesting information and share it with you guys, right? Now, some of the demons that are rather the cryptids, Freudian slip there. Some of the cryptids that it lists are the Aswang, one I haven't heard of, the shape-shifting vampire or cannibal-like human entity that is, um, I guess, around in the Philippines quite a bit. Beast of Bray Road is listed, Big Cats, Big Shuck, which I hadn't heard of. It sounds like a nickname of like a fucking football player or something. A large, carnivorous, dog-like creature found in England. Interesting. Boggy Creek Monster, a lot of people heard about that one. Uh, Cardiff Giant. Uh, sorry about the book here. Chupacabra, my favorite. All my Mexican, you know, friends out there are a fan of the Chupacabra. Uh, I swear to God, I saw one of these things one time. But it was probably just like a dog with mange, but it was a wild looking dog. When I first moved out here to my new house in kind of a rural area, not so new anymore, but holy shit, we saw something that just did not look normal. And I was like, well, I'm getting in over my head living out here, but fuck it. Um, some others, the Dover Demon, the Flatwoods Monster, Goatman, Hellhounds, Jersey Devil, Mothman, Mothman, the Wendigo, okay? All these things, when people see a lot of them, not all the time, but, but pretty often, people are talking about seeing some sort of projection-type qualities, right? Um, you've seen a projector, and you see how there's light around it. Now, the people, or rather beams of light that are kind of like casting this thing out there, right? It looks like a 3D hologram, very realistic, but for some reason, sometimes there's this shimmer to them, uh, kind of like Predator or something, making it seem like it doesn't really belong in our dimension, but for some reason, it's here, right? Now, interdimensional uh, being experts call these things IDEs in the biz, okay? Not the experts, but the interdimensional entities or IDEs. Um... They'll say that these things are are manifesting in our reality from some other reality. Now, me, with my cynical brain, I would say maybe it's very possible that these are early blue beam experiments, right? Uh, somebody, you know, sees someone walking around, you know, with a fucking satellite, if you believe in those, whatever the case may be. Uh, it's so hard to have a, a conversation with all the conspiracy theorists out there because you bring up satellites and they're like, man, those aren't fucking real, you know? But talking about, let's say, you know, you're spotted out in the woods walking around and maybe you're a little susceptible to believing in this shit, Bigfoot, Chupacabra, all these cryptids. And some agent is like, hey, let's test this technology out on this stupid motherfucker walking around. Maybe he took some shrooms. Maybe he's smoking a little weed. Not that weed makes you hallucinate, but still freaky the fuck out if you saw something high. You're walking around and and they they test some technology out on you, right? That to me makes more sense than an interdimensional traveler. I'm not saying interdimensional travel isn't possible, okay? Quantum physics and all this shit, which I'm not even going to pretend that I understand, suggests that there are other dimensions out there and these things would be coming from lower dimensions, lower vibrational beings, right? That that come into our world somewhere or another. And and maybe they haven't 
perfected the travel or maybe, you know, there's some circumstance that makes it so that there is kind of like this telltale sign that they are traveling from somewhere not far away, but somewhere just kind of like over our reality or under our reality rather. And it's just, it's just kind of a wild idea to think you have a lot of different names for more demon type things. You've got these djinn, which we talked about quite a bit in that genie episode. It's essentially a genie is what a djinn is. Uh, those are coming from the Middle East, obviously. You've got the demons of Christianity, the Asuras, I'm, I'm guessing, from Hinduism, and then the uh, Shayatin of Islam. I'm probably butchering some of these, but you get these these constant references to what we as a community refer to as demons, but there are many other ones. The Alu of Babylon, um, and then the Shadim of Judaism. I actually thought like Dibbuks and stuff were the Judaism, Judaism version of demons, but apparently there are those other ones there, the Shadim. I want to look up all these and I want to try and like draw comparisons and stuff eventually. But with that said, demons are coming from hell, all these other things. You've got these other locations that are similar to it. Um, you got the underworld, the netherworld, the abyss, uh, Zibalba, Naraka, um, all kinds of different names there. There's one too. I'm not sure about this one. Shaul, Shaul. I don't know. S H E O L. This whole idea of these dimensions, these lower, lower uh, vibrational dimensions, they are there to cause pain, cause uh, you know fear, maybe violence, maybe just dark feelings. Right? There's this idea that certain emotions have different vibrations. There's different frequencies to these emotions. And that's that would partially explain why when people see these things, right? Let's just use Bigfoot. Let's use the skunk ape, okay? Skunk ape's my favorite cryptid just because of the name. And he's kind of like a methed out version of Bigfoot, right? If you have the skunk ape and maybe you're walking around, you just took a hit of meth out in the Florida Everglades there and you're walking around and you're thinking, hey, I feel kind of weird right now and it's definitely not the meth. And you turn around and you see a skunk ape, right? Maybe you're, you're a little bit more used to taking the meth and you, you realize that uh, that this is not the feeling that you normally get. Skunk ape is making you feel these feelings, right? Um, if that is the case, if that's 100% true, that would imply that these things are lower vibrational entities. Interdimensional entities, nonetheless, but still very much from a lower vibration. I think that's interesting, right? That would mean like they're they're essentially they're in no way cre uh, connected to God, the same way that we say uh, that we are connected to God through our DNA. That's how we're made in God's image. Um, these things would not be that. They would have some sort of other higher power that they would answer to, or maybe not. Right? Doesn't mean that God didn't create these things in one way or another, but it's just an interesting concept. And and you know, there's a lot of people throughout time that are more experts on this than myself. Jacques Vallée, um, this dude, is a quote here from him. Uh, An impressive parallel can be made between UFO occupants and the popular conception of demons, right? So you see where I'm going with this. This is basically the idea that these abductions that happen, when people see greys or they see aliens or they see cryptids, there is something, maybe we're calling these things the wrong thing, right? The idea of calling something an extraterrestrial makes it so that it cannot be an interdimensional entity. And I actually feel that the government purposefully created that term, extraterrestrial. They brought it about, um, put it into the lexicon, if you will, of 
the Western world. I mean, it's been around for some time, right? People have talked about visitors and things like this. But the extraterrestrial, meaning extra territory, that is not what an interdimensional entity would be. And with the government acknowledging the possibility that extraterrestrials exist, lends me to believe that maybe they don't, right? I don't think that some creature is going to travel light years through space and time and then break down here on Earth, unless maybe their physics don't work here, right? That doesn't make sense to me. What makes a lot more sense, and it seems like a lot less energy would be spent, traveling between dimensions. And I'm not the first person to say this, but I think that that's an interesting concept. The fact that, that they're calling these things extraterrestrials, in my head as a conspiracy theorist, makes extraterrestrials not real. I don't think extraterrestrials have ever existed, and I don't think that... that uh, I don't think that they have any, I, I think it's deliberate misdirection here, right? It's the idea of looking up at the skies when something is going on somewhere that you can't even understand. You know, whether you want to get into the fluoride being the, ca the cause or whatever the case may be, there are definitely some ways that our abilities as humans, human beings, this version of humanity, there's some ways that they have kind of suppressed our true abilities, right? I've done a little bit of work on the idea of these root races and how in the far, far distant past, humans were able to read minds and telepathically communicate. And now the elite are trying to get back to that, it seems, with technology like Neuralink and all these other things. Who knows if Neuralink's even really possible with the way that Elon Musk kind of spins stuff. You guys were supposed to get internet a long time ago with the uh, Starlink, right? That hasn't happened. Um, who knows if it ever will. My point is you're not getting the accurate information from these people. And so when you hear them talking about extraterrestrials, it should be reason to pause. It should be reason to be like, okay, why is this a big deal now? Been hearing a lot about Bluebeam, been hearing a lot about other things from the uh, conspiratorial folks. I don't like using the word community anymore because it's not much of a community. There's a lot of people that just argue with each other. The people out there that push conspiracy theories or like the ideas of conspiracy theories. We're talking about Bluebeam. We're talking about all this shit where, yeah, our government's lying to us and they're putting this information out there so that we don't know what is going on. It's an interesting concept. Now, there's this line in the book here, too, um, when it's talking about fallen angels and all these things. The idea that something that created these cryptids could potentially be some sort of shape-shifting giant, like the, what's talked about in the Bible, uh, mostly the Old Testament and stuff, right? These fallen angels may have this ability to shape-shift and create other entities, right? The idea in Christianity and in all kinds of religions, really, is that these fallen angels change their shape to breed with human women and create all these weird, uh, I think the Nephilim and all these things, uh, that are referenced in a lot of different works, right? Can they have been the ones that created cryptids too? Are they doing something with this whole technology wave? Because if you ask me, these entities, like, like AI, right? Take AI, for example. And I know I'm all over the place here, but take AI. That, that whole realm that AI lives in is another entity. Those are things that we're referring to here in this case as demons, as, uh, you know, all these other ones, I forget the names already because I use demons so much, but the demons, the um, the Shadim, you know, all these ones that I mentioned earlier, the Alu of ancient times, uh, Asuras, all these things. 
AI would be something like that. It's an interdimensional entity. It's a demon. It's an assure. It's one of these other things because no one is controlling what that thing's saying, right? Sure, it's code. Sure, it's all this other, you know, weird uh, whatever. It, it's some technology that we don't really understand. We've been using it to do some uh, bets and some picks, and it is not good at it at all. But if these things are some otherworldly entities, is this going to be like the 21st century version of a demon, right? Because again, in Babylon, they had the Alu. This was a different version of what we call demons today. I'm sure a lot of people haven't heard the term Alu used before. It's just literally A-L-U, right? We don't use that term anymore. We use the term demon. Now, in the in the future, far future, are we going to use the term AI as this same interdimensional entity? That's maybe, conf I mean, it's, it's going to have the capability to create reality for us. It's going to bring people into another dimension. And there are these other entities out there called, I think they're psychopomps. Let me double check on that because I had some stuff on the men in black that I wanted to try and get into before we wrap up here. But yeah, psychopomps. And these are basically things that guide you into the afterlife. Now, what I was reading here, it made it seem like these things typically will guide you towards hell or towards the darkness, right? They can be um, entities that you've never seen before. They can be disguised as, you know, loved ones, dead loved ones. That's a scary concept to me. These things, it's kind of like the idea of following the light, right? Following a projection, if you will. We were just talking about projections. Following a light into what you think is good, but you're actually going into something bad, whether it's reincarnation, whether it's hell, whether it's a place of suffering or what, it's interesting that there is a term for this. And is AI going to play a double role, essentially, of what we would refer to as a demon, and then this new term that I had just come across today, a psychopomp. Um, I don't know. It's, it's I, Every time I say that word, it feels wrong, but that's how it's spelled. So these psychopomps, again, it, you know, with AI luring you into this other dimension, a lower vibrational dimension, the metaverse, right? It kind of seems like that's kind of lining up to be hell in a weird way, right? If you're looking at it with like somewhat of an open mind and then you're connecting all these dots with these weird entities that have been recognized since the dawn of time, right? It's not like it's just like the crazy Christian Americans out there that so many people like to hate on are just making this shit up. This has been referenced in many other religions. And yes, you can say that Christians stole this from other religions and blah, blah, blah. Nonetheless, the information has been out there for a long time. Now, is it just getting kind of rebranded into this new, new uh, you know, transhumanist technocratic world? Because it seems like, you know, the Christians ran it for a little while, the Islam's before that. Now it seems like it's an entirely different group of people what are, that are going to come up with their own names. And they're going to make this stuff appealing and they have the technology, they have all this stuff at their fingertips that can make it appealing to us, even as people that deep down are good people, right? There's a lot of Christians that think AI is great and, and all this shit. I'm just kind of becoming concerned, especially after I'm doing more and more reading on this stuff, that it's attempting to suck us into something that is not in our best interest. I know it's a stretch to think that maybe, you know, these elite billionaires might not have our best interests in mind, right? Especially for some idiots out there that genuinely think Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos are good people, right? Fucking, what's the guy's, uh, Tim Cook? Man, they, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to tell you if you think that these people have, the, have your best interests in mind. So, 
you know, I, I want to wrap up, but I wanted to kind of share this idea of this uh, this Men in Black thing that's really interesting. It's a new take on the Men in Black that I hadn't heard. And it comes from this book, again, it's a mini story by this dude, Neck Redfern. And I might read this whole thing actually on Patreon later today, just to get, I want to get more bonus content out there for you guys. Um, and I enjoy reading, okay? So there's this dude named Albert Bender, and I don't know if you've heard of him, if you're really big into the story of what the men in black are. And the women in black, there are women in black. It's weird that there's no other in black. There's only, it's a real binary system that they got over there uh, with the in blacks. But yeah, men in black, women in black. And this dude, Alan Bender, kind of is responsible for injecting this into like the culture, uh, pop culture, especially all kinds of, you know, reasons that we even are familiar with the term goes back to this Alan Bender dude. And he had a friend, this Gray Barker, um, that was, he, he wrote all kinds of books, kind of uh, an authoritative figure, when it, uh, gatekeeper, if you will, when it comes to like paranormal phenomenon, uh, UFOs, Mothman, all this strange shit. And he writes a book titled they knew too much about flying saucers because this Albert Bender creates this International Flying Saucer Bureau, okay? The IFSB, the International Flying Saucer Bureau. Gray Barker wants a bit of that action. He gets in. He puts some misinformation out there, even though these guys are supposedly friends. Bender doesn't really like the story that he writes, goes out and puts a book out of his own, and um, basically tries to talk about how the men in black are not government officials, which Gray, Gray Barker, was trying to insist on, right? Even the movie Men in Black kind of portrays these men in black as government figures, which is another interesting tangent that you can go down because what Bender is saying here is that these are interdimensional entities. These could potentially be demons or a loo or whatever you term you want to use. Asuras, they can be any of those things. But he insists that they are not government agency members, right? Even that movie would have you believing that there is some deep, uh, you know, covert operation branch of the, the fucking government that comes in and handles these extraterrestrial cases. Again, these aren't extraterrestrials. If these things, are, if people are actually reporting seeing shit, the last thing that they are is extraterrestrials because I actually believe that's a fake term. Again, just to go back a little bit. They're interdimensional, and those are very different things, okay? There's no territory that these things are coming from in our world. They're coming from an entirely different dimension, therefore they cannot be coming from an extra territory. So it's an interesting concept again, and this dude, Bender, my last thought here, is that Bender talks about how he he set up this attic, and I'll get more into it in the Patreon, like I said, but he sets up this attic where basically it seems like a like a dark channeling room. He He's very educated in the occult, um, knows a lot about esoterica and all this stuff, and he sets up a room with all kinds of images of dark beings, uh, black cats, some of this, the shadow people, all these really scary images and all these really, really dark things that have a lot of dark connotation behind them. He sets these up. He sets up an altar, right? And he channels shit. In his own words, he channels things. And he believes that he brought men in black to his own house and potentially into our reality, right? These men in black come to see him tell him to stop basically with his uh, International Flying Saucer Bureau. He gets very, very sick 
and then shuts the whole thing down and then gets better, right? It's a weird story. Again, I'll, I'll elaborate more uh, over there for the for the the members. But yeah, it's just interesting, man. Like everything that we're told about aliens seems to be total bullshit. I know, crazy, right? Like we were told that this stuff's not real for a long time to get people to not believe in it. And as the government continued with their shitty track record of not communicating properly with the people, not being honest with the people, inevitably more and more people are not going to trust the government and therefore believe in aliens. And lo and behold, now the government's telling you that extraterrestrials are possibly real. Not only that, we're starting to shoot them down and shit. What the fuck's going on here with that? If these things are real, the fear is not from space. It's from... It seems like technology, right? Technology is great. Like I mentioned in my episode, technology is not good or bad. It's how people use it. But you cannot look me in the eyes and say it with a straight face that the people that are in power of technology have our best use in mind. We get a lot of great things from it, but the end goal seems to be somewhere that may, you know, 10,000 years from now may be referred to the same way that we refer to hell. It may be like the metaverse is included in the netherworld and in all these other names that I listed earlier that are basically hell in different religions. It's a, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's a weird idea, but I'm starting to really kind of become concerned with this stuff. We've been talking about it a lot. It's got my brain thinking nonstop about technology and what it really is. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's an interesting book. It's got some interesting ideas in there and I will read this little, uh, you know, three page story about that, Bender fella and his whole thing over there at the Patreon. Um, I appreciate you guys, you know, again, throwing weird shit out there right now, just kind of seeing what what we think about this stuff, right? I like conversations. That's what these short um, intros are supposed to really do is kind of feed a conversation, right? I'm kind of talking to you in my longer episodes, the ones released on Thursday or Friday. These, I want to kind of try and get some conversation going do have that discord uh, for the Patreon members too. And so a lot of conversation goes place there. I was not present this weekend there, but nonetheless, people are talking, shooting the shit, throwing ideas around. And I think that's, what's cool. So um, I don't want this to go much longer at all. So let's get into this really cool episode with these great dudes next week. um, Or I'm sorry, not next week in a few days, um, probably Wednesday, I will be releasing another short intro on top of some more current events that we talk about with Sam from According to Sam and then also um, Andrew from Politics and Punk Rock. And I'm just looking up right now again. Yeah, these guys from the Mind's Eye podcast, okay? So enjoy the conversation with them. Thanks so much for your support and listening. And uh, let me know what you think. Don't be a stranger. My DMs are always open, although I respond very slowly. Uh, Email dangerousworldpodcast at gmail.com. And then, uh, obviously, the easiest way is uh, communicating through the Patreon and now Discord. So thank you so much, guys. Enjoy the show. And welcome to the Monday Night Master Debaters. The best part of my week, because the rest of the week just sucks. (laughs) (laughs) you You guys are honored tonight. I have the gentleman from the Mind's Eye podcast. Honestly, one of my favorite podcasts out there. I don't miss an episode. They're in my regular rotation because they cover interesting shit. And these three dudes just chop it up, man. I love the interactions between you guys. And uh, 
and the way you present stuff. And like you said, you said you guys took a took a break from social media. Still, your social media shit's fire too. So uh, I want to welcome the guys from Mind's Eye. We got Sean, Josh, and Santiago. How's it going, Let's gentlemen? Go. Thank you so sure. much. Oh man, actually, I appreciate the that sentiment. Uh, I I really appreciate that you enjoy our show. It means a lot. Yeah, I was <laughs> strong in Dude, I, I've <laughs> cut back so many shows, but like yours just keeps reeling me in, man. I, I love it. I, like I said, it's the interaction between you three. You're having fun, you know, and and that one time you brought your boy in that's uh that does music. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Five, oh, phase. Yeah, yeah phase. Damn, man. That shit was good too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah that was I, uh, an episode. Yeah, so what do you just for the people that that don't listen? What do you guys do in the mind's eye? Ooh, okay. There's you know, so you know many ways weird. to describe it. You know, it's crazy, man. After doing this for two years, every time I get asked that question, I have no idea what to say. All I know <laughs> is that I can say is that the mind's eye is a show that brings together spiritual concepts, scientific things, and a whole bunch of other things, and mesh them together to what we call the mind's eye. And the Mind's Eye is basically that podcast that you find randomly and you're At like, damn, in the morning. <laughs> where has it been all my life? <laughs> well, it's here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, because you guys hit on anything. You know, I, I, I got a couple things here. I just want to bounce off you because I love them myself, like Pyramid, Stargates. And yes. the one thing, and and my son and I have a have an ongoing uh inside joke when we listen to your show when we're riding around mentions of spongebob in almost every episode <laughs> love absolutely love it it's this josh. dude josh can remember josh. a specific scene from any episode in spongebob and it's just mind-boggling Dude, it is it is any topic he always finds a correlation with spongebob and it's funny because <laughs> my rye who does this show with me He's the same way with South Park. We had a streak of like 20 shows in a row where he he was mentioned in South Park. And he unfortunately <laughs> broke it last week. So he'll have to start it up again this week. <laughs> Damn, 20 straight weeks. Yeah, I mean, my, I don't know. I guess my <laughs> mind is just filled with SpongeBob references, you know? <laughs> oh, his ears were ringing. Here he comes. That's a fire picture. Hold up. Oh. <laughs> What's up, Bri? What's going on? Dude, we were just we were just talking about it. I was saying how on uh, this is uh, we got Josh, Santiago, and Sean from the Mind's Eye. Okay, and, what's up, uh, guys? What's up? What's I was up? saying how on every one of their episodes, they always find a way to pull in SpongeBob <laughs> to the discussion. Josh <laughs> always does, and it, like your references to South Park on here. Yeah. So it, it's it's funny, man. And I was telling him how my my son and I, when we're driving around listening to it. He he'll all oh, dad, there it is SpongeBob I heard it. Nice. <laughs> we got it. We got to figure it out to see how many episodes are SpongeBob in. That's <laughs> awesome, Greg. There's got to be a uh, like these cartoons, dude. There's so much reality in all of them. Like they they are able to get away with a lot of it too, just because of all the goofy shit that's in there. So it's like we can slide this in and no one's gonna notice. But yeah, it's great, <laughs> yeah. man. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And they can do anything with cartoons. That's the great part about them. They can say anything. They can do anything. And people yeah. don't get offended. But yet, you or I say the same thing, and we're racist. We're misogynist. Oh, yeah. We're white supremacist. You know, it's like, what the fuck? On an agenda, man. All of that shit. All these name callings, uh, categorizing people. 
It's all a part of the plan to just divide us. And it's, it work, works. it's working. Oh, it absolutely is. And and that's what the, the whole thing, it seems like. And I wanted to, that's a perfect segue to this little story here I have in my, uh, in my home, next town over from me. The yeah. superintendent, okay, he was up for the school job. He, so he, well, read it here. The offer to the final candidate of superintendent of East Hampton Public Schools was rescinded on Thursday. Candidate Vincent Peroni told Western Mass News they vo voted to rescind the offer in executive session. The reason behind it, an elite, uh, per alleged perceived microaggression in an email sent <laughs> to the high school committee members. Now, what was the microaggression? He addressed a group of women as ladies. Wow. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> what? He addressed the school committee as ladies. And by saying ladies and, and talking about what he wanted to do going forward, he's fired. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gail. <laughs> he got off easy as far as I'm concerned. Wait. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Like, this is where we've come. Like, now you can't even, like, address women as women and men as men because now you're assuming and it's like, what is the alternative, though? Like, wait, <laughs> when does that become a problem that we can't address women as ladies? It, isn't it like a it's a gesture of respect, right? right. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. like now what do we have to say? Ladies and gentlemen and everyone else or you ladies, know, gentlemen and other. Right. I, wait, when was this uh, released today? Oh, <laughs> shit. He had a yeah, bad it was published <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. I, I heard it this morning on the radio going into uh, into work. So my mind Unbelievable, is boggled, though. So, so this guy, he was completely dismissed from the committee just simply just because he addressed them as ladies. Well, no, he he was select. He was hired as superintendent, or he was the interim superintendent, and he was okay. nominated to be the superintendent. And he was just about to accept it. <laughs> and then they he addressed these group as ladies and is now fired and, and taken <laughs> off the list. No way. This can't this cannot be just because of it. Am I crazy here? Am I like All right, here. I'll play you the video. It's <laughs> Western Mass News on Fox 6. We begin tonight with new information out of East Hampton where the offer to the final candidate for the superintendent of public schools was rescinded Thursday. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday evening here on Western Mass News. I'm Matt Satilli. All right, let's see it. We're not going to play it now. It's oh. Western Mass News on Fox 6. We begin tonight with new information out of East Hampton, where the offer to the final candidate for the superintendent of public schools was rescinded Thursday. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday. Western Mass News, I'm Matt Satilli. Western Mass News reporter Olivia Hickey spoke with that candidate today and now joins us live in studio. Olivia, what can you tell us? Matt Vito Perone tells Western Mass News they voted to rescind the offer in an executive session. The reason behind it, allegedly a perceived microaggression in an email he sent to school committee members. What really rankled me was the fact that the people, the, the community of, of East Hampton has always been hugely supportive and uh, welcoming. 
Vito Perone was left in shock Thursday after his offer to become the East Hampton Public School District's next superintendent was rescinded. He tells Western Mass News he was notified by the chairperson of the school committee that his offer would be taken away due to an email he sent to the school committee chairperson and executive assistant to the committee. We obtained a copy of the email that lists negotiations, including more vacation time. He explains the main focus was him addressing the school committee members as, quote, ladies at the beginning of his email. They explained to me that uh, they were uh, insulted by the address and I said well I grew up at a time 60s 70s when ladies and gentlemen was a, a term of, of respect and that's how I intended it I didn't mean to uh, insult you and was basically told that my uh, my apology didn't really mean anything and that they were gonna rescind the offer. Perone says while he was disappointed it was not about the money and was taking a $14,000 pay cut to leave his role in West Springfield as interim superintendent. He was hoping to end his career in East Hampton, where he has fond memories All of right. working at school. Fucked up, man. It's really sad. Like, I shouldn't laugh, but it's just such clown world shit. It really is. I mean, he, he, first of all, I just, re I, I didn't realize this dude took a fucking pay cut. Yeah. Damn. I was just about to address that, too. Dude took a pay cut and, still has to do it so it sounded like he came here not what well, he said not for the money but for some like other like higher reason yes yeah. moral or value like he really wanted that job <laughs> to try to instill some values in the kids right but then he can't because there's uh you know you're not allowed to call boys <laughs> boys and girls girls there was this other story i don't know when it happened but it's exactly like what you're talking about here but it was with a pokemon tournament there was a kid that got kicked out of the Pokemon tournament. He quit. Uh, he he skipped school for the day. Um, paid like eight hundred bucks to go to the Pokemon tournament. And then when the judge asked him his pronouns, he kind of laughed for a second because he couldn't think of the third one. He said he him, and then he he chuckled like nervously because he's an, an awkward Pokemon nerd kid, right? And then the guy, the judge is like, "You're out of here." Yeah. Oh yeah, here it is. <laughs> All right, here. We'll show you. Let's see. Uh <laughs> this is amazing. Are you shitting me? What is it? He him his? Yeah, he him his. That would be the third. Yeah. And, and that's what he said. <laughs> that's ridiculous, man. Disqualified from Pokemon tournament for laughing upon being asked his pronouns. Damn, yeah, if you scroll down a little bit from a Pokemon tournament is wild. Right there. Yeah. there what do you gotta do to get disqualified? Yeah, Apparently on our way is. over to the stream area, the judge asked us for a preferred pronouns. I said, um, he and him or uh, and I paused trying to think of the third pronoun, third pronoun being his. As I just stood there and looked stupid trying to think of a third pronoun, I felt embarrassed because I was failing to think of a simple word. Due to nerves and me being embarrassed, I let out a little laugh, just a nervous little laugh. My response together ended up being, um, he or him or, uh, ha ha, his. <laughs> I mean, like, how does that wow. offend the judge? You know, Dude, like, it, he's not it, talking about his pronouns. This is some clown world shit, man. <laughs> this like, is wow. How are these people going to, what happens when times get tough? Like when shit yeah. actually hits the fan, what are these people going to do when their make-believe games don't matter anymore? Shit! When the fuck <laughs> did we get so soft, bro? I'll tell you who they're turning to? They're gonna turn to men. <laughs> yeah. Cisgendered yeah. men. 
and you know, I don't. <laughs> there's feel, any other men left? I, I don't know. There's not mo- many people that agree with this, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. they make it seem like this is a huge thing that everybody out there supports this. It's a majority of people that do not, man. Like the the whole we talked about this on Cunt today, the like Bud Light or Anheuser Busch tapping into a trans person to be their marketer. Do they not know who drinks the beer? Yeah, they're it's going, mostly it's, like they're in they're in risk of go woke, go broke. Whoa. Right. I, I brought this up though, where most of the time that Bud Light and Bud Bud Heavies, as we like to call them too, are getting drank are at sporting events, right? Because that's like the the they sell those in there. But Anheuser Busch and and Imbev, they own like all your craft brew, all your natural light that the college kids and shit drink. Um, so they they are taking their biggest brand and they're just kind of throwing it to the wolves so that they can put the rainbow on the on the can and it's still going to be drank. And then they can still say, hey, the number one beer out there is, uh, you know, using a trans person as the marketer. So it's pretty ingenious for the agenda, but it's downright evil, I think. Yeah, it's like coating your bait with a little extra something good, a little extra something sweet, you know? For so exactly. long, I guess they've been attracting, like you said, that market, I guess, those all those sporting events people, but now they want to get a little bit more. I don't know, I don't know if you want to call it greed, but you know, they want a little bit of something more. So they want to attract a different profile of people, an extra audience. And I guess that's what we're seeing a lot in like corporate America is companies wanting to push their profits extra and going that extra mile. Like you mentioned, go woke, go broke, going mm-hmm. that extra mile to attract those people, but then it blowing up in their face because they don't Disney. need it. Disney. Yeah, they, they tried it a couple of times and it's blown up in their face mm. with doing I, stuff. And Netflix did it <laughs> with uh, Netflix did it with some kids show. They just yeah. tried. Oh, I see right no, no not cuties well, that's another one that's, though yeah yeah but that's a controversial it. one too I dude it. speaking of that disney thing matt while you're pulling that up dude i saw the most perfect thing you know the gay buzz lightyear yeah <laughs> i didn't even know they, that was a thing. Wow. yeah <laughs> there's a gay buzz lightyear dude and so what but what's funny is mm-hmm. i saw this uh at walmart this uh the the plant-based sausage links and it had the gay Buzz Lightyear on the as the marketer for it on the packaging. So it's like <laughs> plant-based wieners with this gay dude on there. It was so no. funny, dude. It was so funny. <laughs> what almost Buzz Lightyear like, have to do with that? But it's like almost offensive how how much like they, they almost put stereotypes on trans and gay people because like it's like, oh, what are you assuming that gay people are just eat plant-based foods or something? Like right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> there is an overlap there. But I seen this thing earlier, um, where the the new Joker comic issue they made him pregnant. Oh, <laughs> are you, did you see that? Yo, <laughs> no, that shit is crazy. I saw it this morning. They made uh the new issue of a Joker comic. He's now pregnant. Holy Get sh- out. the Joker! Are you kidding me? How's that even? I don't even know what I'm gonna ask. I feel bad for anybody who has to fuck the Joker, man. He's gonna feel really bad when uh, he finds out that laughing is uh, offensive, dude. You know, he's, he's not gonna <laughs> do any of his shit. Uh, it's white privilege to laugh, and he does white face. If you think about it, I mean, let's let's see how far we can go with this. You know, oh cancel Joker. Cancel Joker. They're making yes, a part two. Yes, that's the show I saw. Yo, that shit is ridiculous. Quietly dumb could show Ridley Jones about a bison who comes on, who comes out as non-binary. To its grandma. 
So, so it's a Disney kids or not Disney, a Netflix kids cartoon that it had a bison who comes out as non-binary to its grandma. <laughs> and they caught so much shit for it. They pulled it. Well, that's not what she's saying. She's saying they pulled it because they got no promotion, Matt. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's had nothing okay. to do with them trying to push another agenda. I mean, it's, it's one after another, after another. It makes I mean, my thing mean, is, is that, What's the point of that? It's like it's, it's a Netflix show about a bison. You think there was like room? Hey, I have to let everyone know that this bison right here is non-binary. <laughs> like yeah. what? It, it, it kind of makes no sense as to why um something that has to do with children and the majority of children's shows are supposed to be educational, aren't they? Right? And like, what are you educating the kids on? On yep. how to identify themselves? I mean, they don't need to worry about them until they're in their teens, you know. And even when you are in your teens, you. You aren't the same person that you are when you're 20, right? And so yeah. it's very, very um, dangerous to show these kids this. Th I, I feel like it's a very political thing. And not only um, in this Netflix show, but what was it called? They tried to make Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, a yeah. yeah, I saw what that. What does it have to do with Sonic? <laughs> when, when did cartoons become sexual figures? There you go. That's right? Like, I, I don't get that shit because when we were growing up, it was that didn't have any role in it man every now and then there was a girlfriend boyfriend or something like that but it wasn't like shoved in your throat yeah like yeah i'm that's my girlfriend i'm straight yeah yeah that's actually weird now that you point that out what What do you think the agenda is on that though because this is so prevalent like, confusion so it, it's it. i think it gets back to the the depopulation agenda Right. And the nuclear family, right? And breaking up the family and, and this inverse mm. world, right? Where you take the normal and you flip it upside down, and that's what they want. They wanna they wanna flip everything and reverse everything. And I think just the over sexualization, one, it messes with kids' minds, right? Think of all the issues kids have and confusion they have growing up as is. Now you throw sex into the equation and and asking them at so, uh, in kindergarten what what are you what are your pronouns what do you associate with like this kind of shit's dangerous you know and that's yeah. one thing i i had a my parent teacher conference with my son last week and i got into it with his teacher a little bit because they were you know she was showing us all the people that they were doing and they were doing like uh ruth bader ginsburg and rosa parks and all these like women figures and i'm like well what about the men in here there's no historical significant men figures that contributed and 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 just to play devil's advocate with her and see what she said and she's like no that's not the focus right now we are focused on empowering women i'm like well what about my son then he's not a woman does that mean he gets put behind the girls in the class and she's like no i'm not saying that i'm like well you just kind of did you yeah. said you're pushing women ahead and you know on purpose that's intentional it's like shouldn't it be what is most relevant to these kids or what's most important for these kids to learn not politically based and tied and mm -hmm. it's just it's the way the school systems are now they're i mean they have been since we went through them too they're indoctrination camps yeah and it's gotten even worse nowadays. I think yeah. I think that um a lot of it has to do with and 
this is just my opinion, right? Um, but I feel like the main uh, perpetuator of this is Luciferianism, and not not Satanism, specifically Luciferianism. Because and there's a difference. Yeah, there's yeah. a big difference. Yes. Big difference. Well, I want to know the difference. I'm not too aware of. Um, my my understanding is that Luciferians are they're more aware spiritually about what's going on in terms of how energy and shit works, and Satanists are more like you know they they worship. They, not all Satanists worship the devil, but they follow the values of the supposed devil they they that they're following. You know? Satanism is more about like freedom, right, and and free will, right, and um, Luciferianism is that blood sacrificing shit that you would uh, load on top of Satanism, right? And the reason I, I mentioned that was because it's just like what it, you said something that sparked the idea in my head. It was uh, they want to take what's right and then flip it upside down. And that is literally how they satisfy themselves in a sense, right? And how they get their their power from is by taking what you think is good um, or taking what you know is bad and then literally making you think it's the, the right thing to do. So you keep on doing it and they literally feed off of that. Now, I don't know how they do that. And again, this is just my opinion. But um, a lot of it has to do with pedophilia. And that's why they're going for the kids. Another reason why they're going for the kids is because that's the future, right? And they want to shape the future exactly how they want it to be. <clears throat> when you attack the kids, this is an attack on our children. When you attack the kids, it's over from there. Like, mm. you, well, and, and if you get the kids now, they're going to be very they'll be easy to work with when they're older. Yes, right? they're just good marching ants at that mm -hmm. point. You've already brainwashed them into to total confusion. Wow. And and the other thing too with it is with the sexualization is look at Baphomet, right? Who is a big symbol in all this? It's yeah. androgynous. And that's what they're kind of pushing is that you can be whatever you want, do what thou wilt, you know, that whole mindset that, you know, fuck whoever you want, you know, do be whatever you want. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what God's law has created or the natural way of life. We're going to throw that out the door and do what we want because this is ours. That's important what you said, the natural order of things, right? Because whether or not you're religious, we all have to agree on the fact that there are good and bad things, right? Natural and unnatural things. That's what it is. Their focus is on unnaturalism and it's complete chaos. Mm. Yeah, that uh, that thing that you brought up too, um, it, you know, with the Luciferianism versus Satanism, the way I understand it also, uh, along with what you said, is that uh, Lucifer, they look at as kind of like the good guy because mm -hmm. that's back when he was God's, you know, most prized creation, right? And then when he fell out of heaven, he, be, he that's when Satan was born, right? Yeah. So the Satanism, that's like the inversion of Lucifer, right? It's the same thing. Uh, duality is like what, you know, the Freemasons go all off that, the white and black and all this shit. And uh, so, yeah, they're, they're extremely different religions. Um, all these like troll organizations, like the Church of Satan, um the temple of set all those things although i think the temple of sense more luciferian probably and then the other ones the church of satan temple of satan all these things those are satanic they're more troll organizations but it's still evil you're still using that name satan 
for worship and for church purposes. And it just seems like downright rotten, but they see Lucifer as the good guy. And then they acknowledge that Satan is the bad guy, even though most of us would identify that as the same thing. And then I wanted to bring one more thing up when you guys were talking about the gay uh, pushing of shit. Dude, back with Sesame Street, they're real sneaky with it. And they could, if they knew what they were doing, they'd be real smart. Ernie and Bert are the original gay dudes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ernie and Bert, are the, and, but they never even said it. It was just like these two dudes that sleep in the same bed, right? And uh, <laughs> best friends. I didn't yeah, think they're, they're best friends. So like they could get back to that, but now they're just ramming it down people's throat and people are going to pay attention to it and, and uh, catch on to it. But if you think about it, that's kind of when the whole gay pushing started was with uh, the Ernie and Bert. keep saying gay pushing. Gay pushing. <laughs> hey, or pulling. Gay pushing. Right, right. Yeah, gay pushing. But, you know. It's just interesting, dude, because they had like the Princess Peach and the Mario thing, right? But it wasn't like, dude, they're fucking, you know what I mean? It was just like, <laughs> that's kind of what it is. The dude goes and saves the, the chick, right? To to overly simplify it. Um, but now that's like misogynistic and Peach should, should have her day where she saves Mario. And, you know, it's just, <laughs> we're overthinking it. They're cartoons. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So... Dude, it all piece. leads to control, right? And and oh, I wanted to share this with you because I saw this today and this is some wild shit here. So Clearview AI scraped 30 billion images from Facebook and other social media sites and gave them to cops. It, put, it puts everyone in a perpetual police lineup. So basically what they're saying is... Uh, this facial recognition database used by the police across the nation was built in part with 30 billion photos the company scraped from Facebook and other social media users without their permission, um, creating what critics call a perpetual police lineup, even for people who haven't done anything wrong. So they, oh, they boast its potential for identifying the rioters at the January 6th at the Capitol saving children from being abused or exploited and helping exonerating people wrongfully accused of crimes. We all know that's bullshit. Yeah, they're not. Uh, they did this. Oh, go ahead. No, that's what my thing about this is that, you know, when they do shit like this is a bit of, Hey, listen, this is going to stop, you know, a lot of things bad from happening, but like, you know, who's there to check them? Yeah. You know, does it just stop there? Mm. Obviously it doesn't because, you know, they just told you, Hey, we're going to use it. Everyone's like, okay. And then nobody bats a second eye when they're using it for other nefarious shit. So that's my problem all the time when I hear things like this. It's not just artificial intelligence too, bro. Like just recently with the whole Senate hearings on the COVID vaccine, they're putting this shit out in the paper too. How they're, they exposed how they were pushing these agendas onto younger people to get the vaccine, right? And they were saying how it's so much better because this, this, and that. <clears throat> um. But really, the entire agenda was just to push their their vaccines to get as much money as they possibly could. Right. And, um, I think this artificial intelligence thing, this whole it, it kind of blew my mind for a second. Like mathematically speaking, they have like four images for every single person on the planet right now in this database. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking just images, to put that bro. into perspective, bro. <laughs> right, dude. You know that thing that you're talking about there, Matt, too. They did that with the DNA companies. The federal government was forcing Ancestry to give over all the genetic information on people. And this happened back in 2018, right before all the COVID stuff really started. And there's the theory 
that all these these uh, genes went into um, the creation of the vaccine, which a lot of people call a bioweapon, because AI created the vaccine. So it's a really interesting thing. I actually talked about that in my last episode with like the whole genie demon uh, genetics thing with the internet. And uh, they're trying to run run the internet based off of like genetic information and shit so that we can integrate into it better. It's very weird. Yep. Whoa. And that's what this act is scary as fuck. And anybody that hasn't looked into the restrict act, look into it. Because this is about as totalitarian as it gets. So what they're trying to pass in Senate is uh, it's called the Restrict Act, and it's Section 686, um, and they proposed it back in, in March. And what it does, it's a systematic framework for addressing technology-based threats to the security and safety of Americans. Essentially, it's the Patriot Act for the Internet. It grants the Secretary of Commerce authority to review transactions by certain foreign entities who offer information and technology uh, communications technologies products or services so any media whether it's your you know computer and it doesn't matter whether you do it on american television or you were to go over to say england and talk shit over there you're still under their jurisdiction and so what uh, it doesn't say what it can do in here, but basically what they can do is, oh yeah, uh, it would and be selling this as the TikTok ban. Yeah, right? well, the, and the crazy part, but it doesn't even mention TikTok in there. Right, but there's, that's how they're selling it to people. Is yeah, the TikTok it would be ban. unlawful yeah. for any person to violate any order or mitigation measure issued under their strict acts with civil penalties up to two hundred fifty thousand. Um which is greater or criminal penalties up to 1 million and 20 years in prison. Whoa. So if you talk shit on the internet and the government doesn't like it, they could throw you away for 20 years. Like they did that guy that made the Hillary Clinton meme back in 2016. Wait, Holy shit. Is that a violation of free speech though? How do they, how do they get away with that? Well, that's the funny thing. I, I heard uh, on Fox, they had uh <laughs> queer than a three dollar bill lindsey graham on there who is one of the sponsors of this and he was saying that yeah i don't even know how to say it but basically he supports this thing and says that you know we need this for security but yet it can it it goes over every social media now what he also said is well my my niece uses TikTok, and I don't want the Chinese stealing my data, but it's okay for the Americans, right? Mm. And, and this is the problem I have. And, and our buddy Chris from the Rained Out Rantcast had a great video out today about this because there's so many people out there that have this whole China phobia and this, oh, the Chinese are going to steal our data, yet they don't give a shit if Meta does it or anyone else, just China. Mm. Mm. Russia. yeah it's, it's it, it to me it, it's kind of uh, funny how people don't realize that most of these totalitarian like uh acts that are being proposed really started heavily at least heavily because it's always been a thing but in the u.s it's been proposed very heavily when obama came into um, 
into uh, office. And that's the same time around which China switched from a complete communistic economic system to a kind of capitalistic economic system where they're still, you know, communists. I don't think it's a coincidence that right when Obama and Facebook is getting all of these fucking privacy uh, lawsuits and shit is when now all of this stuff is being proposed. I think China is heavily influenced on this. I I, I think I'm a China phobe. Seriously, I don't know. <laughs> and I truly am afraid that one day it could just pop off any day because of our administration and what's going on. I didn't feel like that with Trump necessarily. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm, I guess I'm rambling right now. That was the beauty of his uh, administration, right? Was they kind of lulled us into a false sense of security because we left his administration in our. And I was a Trump fan. We left his administration in a more prison state type situation, right? I mean, we literally had a lockdown when this man was president. That would not have worked under a Democratic president because the Democrats are already on board with that slave mentality shit where they're like, yeah, lock us. Tell us up what to do, you know? And the Republicans out there are like, fuck that. We have our freedoms, you know, First and Second Amendment, all that stuff. If it's, you know, Trump telling them to do this, more of them are likely to listen. And a lot of them did, dude. And by the way, Lindsey Graham's a piece of shit, man. That dude is awful. There was one thing where he was uh, he was in support of cutting funding for veteran surgeries that they need. And there was a, a, a situation where a dude needed his right leg amputated and the doctors cut off the left leg on accident. And they were saying, uh, so basically this dude ended up having to get both legs cut off. And the operation, they were using this guy, the military was using this guy as their like, face of like no this is why we need better health care for veterans because look at the va and look at what they did to this man right here that served his country whether you believe in like what the military does or not the people are good dude the people that serve are widely good people patriotic people and dude lindsey graham's up there until he got a bunch of uh, pressure from the military and other conservatives that like no man like what you're doing is wrong here and then he buckled to it so yeah that dude's awful yeah <laughs> Dude, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, imagine, a, imagine waking up and wow. you're like, "Am what I seeing my legs? Yeah, that wasn't my the right leg." <laughs> well, and that's why they're supposed to before you go in for surgery, they're supposed to mark it, and you're supposed to sign off on it. And they, I mean, they maybe they mark both. They don't legs. do that, you know. And, and medical, hey, doctors kill more people. Than a lot of other things. What is it? The third leading cause of death in in the world is is oh, yeah. medical malpractice. malpractice. Yeah. yeah, I did yeah. not. Know that. that is very interesting. And the amount of people that pre prescription pills kill as well. Is also is that a form of malpractice when they prescribe you some medication? And it it should be. It, the hands are clean of it, but it's a count on you because you took it. Uh, yeah. Would have been. Yeah, that's how it is. They're like the only drug company like in America that's legally allowed to kill people <laughs> and then yeah. just, you know, like pay a couple million dollar fine out of it, which is only like what, like 2% of their net worth. Dude, Pfizer, yeah. another Pfizer right? Wow. Pfizer got fined what for uh like six billion dollars, but yeah, they had another made one? 12 billion. So they were like, fuck it, who cares? Yeah, they're, they're like, like, like making, making, a a yeah, yeah. making a profit off of killing people. Hell? Yeah, what drug was it? It was a uh, I can't remember what drug it was, but it's the biggest. Let me pull it up here because it's the biggest lawsuit ever, biggest Ooh, judgment I I've ever. Heard of that. 
Um, you got that Paxlovid coming out now too for COVID. That's going to be a bad, a bad one. What's that? Paxlovid. It's like an oral treatment for COVID. If you don't want to take your vaccine, you can take Paxlovid. And you know, that's going to, there's going to be a lawsuit in 10 or 20 years where you see those commercials where it's like, were you taking Paxlovid in 2023? You know what I mean? You might be liable for a class action lawsuit, you know, we'll be fucking dead by then. And they probably took that into account too. And they're like, they're going to have to kill 60% of us for, you know, for (laughs) For for them to make up for that lawsuit not to happen. Yeah. For that lawsuit (laughs) to make a buck off of it. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like swollen lymph nodes. Yo, is there like a, a limit to how many lawsuits you can give a company before you just get rid of them? Because <laughs> like, no, because I think Bayer like, would have. It's like Pfizer's like the king of just getting lawsuits every fucking day. Like <laughs> that's just, a great proposal. They should do that. Like a limit, like three strikes and you're out. Right, you got to like, reapply or something. Go through a test. I, I find it interesting as like a judge, and you're like, "Hey, Pfizer, you're back for the fiftieth time. Let's see if you're gonna right. learn this time." You know? Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, we know it comes down to money, right? And these companies make the money, and they right. have enough money. They're tied in with the government through like the Iron Triangle uh, philosophy and stuff. Like, there, yeah, they there's probably never going to be a situation where because they, you know, they're giving kickbacks to the politicians too, so. The politicians aren't going to put that law in place when they're getting, you know, an extra twenty five thousand a month or a year rather from these companies. You know, they're they're going to scratch their back too. What's the, what iron, it, um... what's the Iron Triangle philosophy? Oh, it's I don't know if it's exactly a philosophy, but it's basically like a bureaucracy, a government, and then an interest group, and they all. I can actually pull up an image. Uh, if you were to just Google Iron Triangle. And you'll get the idea. So, like, the best example I have always thought of is, like, the uh, NRA. So, there's conservative politicians out there that support the NRA, which would be the interest group. And then there's a lobby for it. So, here it is. Right here. So, Congress gives the funding and support to the bureaucracy. The bureaucracy gives the the policy, uh, policy choices and execution, right? So, that's their relationship. And then over here with the bureaucracy and interest group, You've got the low regulation, special favors versus the congressional support via a lobby. And then the interest group back to Congress would be the electoral support. And then Congress giving the interest group the friendly uh, legislation and oversight. So it's just like this perfect way to run all kinds of things. There's ones for drugs. There's ones for guns. Uh, I'm sure that this trans agenda has something to do with an iron triangle type thing. But any like big controversial topic where there's two polarized sides there's an iron triangle behind it for sure this is a very like secluded kind of system though like it's not very connected to like where like where's the public you know like right yeah yeah the public's not thought of here at all no yeah to me it's like a pool of just like it just breeds a culture of just corruption i think yeah it to me it sounds like like they all like shook hands, but they have to like make it kind of like work in the public eye. So like 100%. they kind of like shook hands behind closed doors already, and then like okay, tomorrow now we're gonna have to like do the legislation to make everyone believe that hey, this is a good idea, you know? Yeah, yeah a- you you guys on this side of the aisle make it seem like you're raising hell, but you, at the end of the day, you'll still vote for it. But in front of the public, bitch about it a little bit. You guys on this side of the aisle say that you like it, and you'll all obviously vote for it too. So yeah, it's just a you know dog and pony show, but 
Yeah, it's wild. <sighs> Cue the national anthem, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's sad, man. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm Dude, still thinking about it? that restrict act, though. That's that shit is crazy. That's wow. some like, uh, don't they have that over there with the social credit system in China already? Dude, this is worse than China. Yeah, this I is think much <laughs> worse than China. Yeah, they, yeah, it's and that's really? what they were saying. Even it's funny because I, I listened to Ron Paul talk about it, and he's like, there were even uh, conservatives who fought against all the censorship right for the last couple years who are now okay with this it's like Mm. what sense does that make you fought against censorship now you're in favor of censorship it's just it's such a clown idea hey both sides are under the same coin you know oh exactly (laughs) anybody that believes in the two-party system is I mean, I hate to, I got a bridge to sell you at this point. Wake up. <laughs> yeah. You're sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> they were saying it's how just, they only just, wanted. They're them. all sponsored by the same people. Like we were just talking about with the Pfizer. I mean, they all get money from Pfizer. So why are they going to talk shit on them? It's like, why all the news say all good things about them? Whoever's paying your bills, you're not going to talk shit about them. Yeah, that's they true. just gave like four hundred million dollars, or maybe a while ago, to Congress. They said, "Yeah," and they asked them about it. They're like, "Oh, it was just to secure the patents for our vaccine." Like four hundred million. It wasn't hush money or anything. No, not at all. No, it can't. <laughs> I'm like, what patent costs four hundred million dollars? Nah, yeah, that's pretty expensive. Sign a couple of papers, you know, put, <laughs> put it through the legal system. I'm Realistically, like, it might cost that much to secure patents, but like you're saying, there's no way that's what it was for. You know what I mean? There's gotta <laughs> you know, be something. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying, like, you don't think like there's like a little sliver of something that's going to someone. Oh, I think yeah, it's like, all going like to the hundred billion we sent to Ukraine. <laughs> that all went to the Ukrainian effort, right? Of course, <laughs> none of it made it back here to politicians or anybody sure. else or offshore accounts. I mean, nah. shit, Ukraine was the number the one outlet for money laundering, and everyone seemed to forget about that. They're literally the ones that they go to money launder <laughs> and child trafficking or human trafficking. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the biggest hubs in that. Europe. They said um they just caught a like a, maybe a dozen or half a dozen top officials in Ukraine for mishandling all the money, all the aid that was given from the foreign countries, and that didn't break headlines. Yeah, it was what like the fuck? Top, you guys didn't no top top people in the um I hope I get this right recently just top people that they caught that were mishandling funds and they were doing exactly what we thought they were gonna do. They weren't putting it towards the war efforts. They were just lining their pockets. Getting nice mansions, <laughs> cars, and shit like that. And I want to fact check that as well because Yo, I, was... <laughs> I knew something like that was going to happen. That's wild. Yeah, you might see. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that you won't see pop up in like the um, the Pandora papers and stuff like that, right? Like they're not going to show that paper trail at all. All right. It, it, it makes me a little uh, suspicious sometimes of that because it's a cool source when it comes out, right? Like when, when they show all the rich people. And like all their illegal ways to make money, but it's here. What to know about the corruption scandal sweeping Ukraine's government? It says a major effort to root out corruption is sweeping Ukraine. Of course it is. On January 24th, (laughs) following several uh, prominent corruption scandals, including two major investigation involving the embezzlement of funds, President Vladimir Zelensky announced personnel decisions across different government ministries. Yep. So I'm sure he'll clean it up, of course. He he got none of that money. 
clean. Yeah, no shit. Mm-hmm. Yo, isn't that uh, guy like an actor slash singer? Yeah. Well, you see, uh, what is it? Trump Jr. Uh, made a post the other day that Zelensky is the world's highest paid actor. <laughs> and the media lost their shit. <laughs> That's funny as hell. Yeah, I want to switch it up a bit. What's the craziest story you guys have come across in your show? Like Ooh. something you just you looked at and you're like, what the fuck? Hmm. That's a good question. Man, there's, there's there's some stuff that I don't want to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a certain thing that is for sure the craziest. Um, I'm not sure if it is okay to talk about on the platform. Oh, anything's clear, dude. Go Any- for it. Okay. Well, don't talk too much because we talked about it so much, right? But like, just but this is the craziest. Um, right. so just to give like a little backstory, um, before me and Josh and Sean even thought about creating a podcast. Um, Josh and I went to school in upstate uh, for about a year and a half. We went to a Monroe Community College in Rochester. And we were driving back down to New York and Josh found a article yeah. about adrenochrome. Well, I found uh, I found uh, an audio clip from the infamous Frazzle Drip video. If any of you guys know what that is. Yeah, so we actually heard the actual audio and it repulsed me and Santiago so bad that we almost that he almost crashed the car while we were yeah, I was I was I, we were on the interstate and I was going about 85, I remember. Cuz I was I was trying to get to New York as fast as possible. Um and I was going about 85 and I completely just dissociated. I I completely forgot I was driving. I was just in complete disgust and, and utter disbelief as to how that is even possible, you know? Yeah. And you know what's crazy? I, I almost crashed. I had to literally pull over and, and onto the shoulder. I was like, I couldn't drive. I was incapacitated for like 30 minutes. <laughs> you know what's crazy? That so many people said that that video was like, was fake or whatever. But what was funny is that I used to watch this guy named Young Pharaoh and he was like, he, he used to go in on this shit. Yep. And before um, he, he, he went he, crazy. Yeah, before he went crazy. He but, flipped, uh, man. What happened? Yeah, he went He went off the deep end. He went <laughs> He went crazy. On the rabbit, bro. He yes. found the rabbit. That's what <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> But anyways, uh, he showed this video of Hillary Clinton basically confirming that video but she also claimed that she never saw the video. So in the video, um, you uh, is is very flashy, very distorted. But you could hear her voice, and you could hear the drill and whatever's happening in the video. And then she was on a panel, and she was like, "Ha ha!" Like, like you know, I I don't know what people are talking about, or you know, you know, this video of the of it flashing on the dark web and stuff like that. Like, how would you know it's flashing if you've never seen it? You know what I'm saying? Like he was basically pushing that, yo, like if you've never seen the video or if it doesn't exist, you shouldn't be able to describe the video. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So that was very interesting in that regard. But that I would say would probably have to be one of the craziest things that we've come across on the Internet. I'm with you on that. That whole topic blew my mind. And then when you start looking into the ties with like Disney movies and how they push it you know like monsters inc 
is basically, yeah. you know, an adrenochrome movie because there's what are they doing? They're scaring the kids. They're stealing that all that energy from them. And then they're bringing it to the factory. Yeah. You should know. I thought it was bullshit at first, to be honest. I was like, ah, this is so overhyped. But then you start getting into it and you get into fear and loathing where they talk about it there. And then you get into, you know, you start seeing these other places where things are referenced, not directly. It's not coming out and saying adrenochrome, but they're talking about energy and, and, and harvesting energy and things like that. Well, you know, you're not harvesting energy, you're harvesting blood. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, Doesn't like that to... be part of it too, though, is energy? Like it could be actually like, uh, I'm not saying adrenochrome is not real because I, I, I mean, there's a chemical compound of that, right? Like you can go see the chemical breakdown of it. But what if it's almost like a distraction from the bigger operation, which is collecting and harvesting people's energy? And that's why they do like the 9-11s. And that's why they do like the COVIDs and all these things, right? Like, yeah, adrenochrome goes down and like people, you know, harvest that. But on mass scales, our energy is harvested. And like, it's like our negative energy, our dark energy. And maybe that's kind of what they feed off of from like a spiritual perspective, right? Yeah, I actually <laughs> talked about that Um not too long ago about the the gnostic or whatever beliefs gnosticism yeah where these beings they call them archons and they just like uh they harvest our energy and the most potent form of energy harvesting is sorrow and despair yeah. and things like that because when you feel those things you're out of your your power so you don't you don't you're not in your power so they could just steal it from you you know yeah, you go like down into lower to go frequencies. Somewhere. Yeah, and and then that, and I've heard that too. And I, I think I think that's what a lot of this operation we've gone through the last couple of years is. Right, it was a campaign of fear and manipulation. How do you manipulate people? You get them scared. How do you how do you make how do you take advantage of people? Make them scared, right? Because when people are in fear, they're willing to do whatever it takes to get out of that state. And mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll do shit that they would never normally do. And we saw that perfectly clear the last couple of years that people were willing to do things that normally they wouldn't do. Like I knew people that were good people that I thought, and then all of a sudden they would turn on their neighbor in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine in a more dire scenario too. I know you were talking about the whole transition to the nuclear family stuff. And that got me thinking, just as you were saying that, we talked on the show uh, about how the United States is trying to transition our monetary system over into a central digital banking currency. And um, one thing that we mentioned was like, you know, we would never sign up for that. Who would ever want to do that because of it's a Fox system. This is just completely fake and it devalues our money. But the United States knows that they know that we wouldn't go for that. And they also know that the only way that we would ever go for that is if we were in a true pandemic situation where we were in a global cataclysm where we had to uh we we needed the funds to move our money to get our foods our energy our heat and everything only then would the people of the united states agree to transition our money over into a central digital banking currency after our entire global economy fell because we would need that system in place to fund all those resources if our you know if our current monetary system went to zero hypothetically speaking we would be completely destroyed but they know that 
And they know if they did that, they could seed in another form of government, this central digital banking currency, and completely inflate prices to whatever they want to do it at. And after that, then they have a completely new system where they can change values in anybody's tax book to whatever they want it to do. And they can move money wherever they want it to be. And the only way they can do that, like I said, is if they instill a global state of emergency where people are begging the government to instill that kind of power for their food, their heat, and their energy. Yep. And and once they do that, uh, much like the Restrict Act, they can track every single transaction you make. With cash, we still have some freedom. But once you go digital, that's it. You you can it, and, and the scariest part about all that shit is all it takes is one person to decide that you're cut off and you have no access to any of your stuff. Yep. That reminds me of Black Mirror, yo. Yep. <laughs> that shit is crazy. That's another seen... show we reference almost every episode. <laughs> I love that. Have show. you seen the uh they had an advertisement around here in New York City where it was like Black Mirror <clears throat> season six and it was just a mirror. <laughs> and you were look, it was, it was like, oh, just like, looking oh, at yourself in season six <laughs> that's what i was yeah. trying to say like this no, is, that, that's and, what they said too the, when uh when people were complaining that netflix wasn't doing another season they yeah. said you guys are living in it now so we don't need to make anything <laughs> yeah it's yeah. wild dude if you guys like that show um you'll you'll start referencing this show a lot too if you end up watching it it's uh uh, it's called Love, Death, and Robots. Yeah, it's like, a good one, yep. Dude, it's so great, man. I've been watching that a lot. And it's kind of like a little, uh, you know, short episodes of Black Mirror, I think. Because you see a lot of technology and a lot of future shit in there. Yeah. Like one with the rat wars or something. Yeah, the rat yeah. wars. Dude, Mason's rats. <laughs> Isn't that sick? Dude. Yeah, yeah. Bro, the animation on that show is so realistic. Sometimes I had trouble if realizing, hey, this is animation. This is right, not... Right. Filmed. Yeah, I think <laughs> crazy. The, the most realistic animation one. It comes down to two. It was the the, the one of the Soviets fighting those fucking underground creatures. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And the other one was these two people who they kept killing each other and they kept like respawning. Do you remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> each that other. One. That one is sick. It's some guy. He's he 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 wakes up out of nowhere and he sees this woman from. He's in one apartment and he sees across the street in another apartment a woman killing another man i think it is something like that and he ends up like chasing her throughout the whole episode and it turns out that he's that dude and so when she shoots him he wakes back up and he looks at her and he's like and then we realize oh that's why he's chasing her this whole time oh shit uh, (laughs) it's crazy so trippy yeah bro (laughs) i like the uh the one where like there's the vacuum that's uh cleaning the lady's house and she accidentally does something that offends the vacuum, and then the vacuum tries to kill her. And she's <laughs> on the phone with the, the help desk, and the help desk is just like, "Give it, give your dog to it. it it'll distract, and you can turn it off once you feed it the dog." And like all this stuff, and she's like, "I'm not gonna do that." You know, it's just it's wild, like the the <laughs> glimpse into the future, and and then the one where they kill kids too, where they kill people that have kids and kill kids. Yeah, I remember that's that. a really realistic idea, I think, and they they get to live forever. Uh, if you don't have kids and shit, it's just kind of crazy, man. Interesting stuff with those shows. Oh yeah, dude. There's so much. There's so many shows like out there now that are good. Like I, I get into the documentaries too, but I need some break every now and then, so I'll go to like uh, uh, one of those. But even that, it's like fuck, man. I some of those I leave and I'm like, damn, man. It's just a total <laughs> mind fuck. <laughs> I can you can't go and watch old shit either. 
No. <laughs> if you go and watch old stuff, you're going to be like, now my childhood's ruined, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know why. when I was growing up that He-Man was queer, man. I was like, oh. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can Battle tell by the clothes. No, you it's like, yeah. It's... <laughs> and then Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is all about freaking pedophilia, dude. That's a wild one. My mom and I used to watch that all the time. And like, I told her about that, and she's like, well, I didn't really realize that. Sorry, you know. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I noticed growing up was there were so many movies and shows about orphan kids. Sure. Like, I, I didn't know an orphan. Like, I didn't know anyone who knew an orphan. But yet there were all these movies and shows that were always pushing the orphan, you know, the parentless child. And holy shit. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm but I genuinely do not know any orphans. That yeah. just creeped me the fuck out. <laughs> That's some serious shit. Now, what's crazier, though, is if you go back in your family, there's a good chance they might be one. Because one of the things that happened back in the 1850s was this thing called the orphan trains. And from 1850 until the 1920s, they shipped over a quarter million kids around the country. So <laughs> what they would do is they would take and a lot of the kids were from New York, which is crazy. A lot of orphans in New York, a lot on the East Coast, a lot were coming over from Ireland and England and, and Europe also. But they would put them on trains and then just ship them out west. There was no guardians. And then they'd pull into town. They'd line these kids up. The rich folk would come out and say, oh, I need two. And just, I'll take that one and that one. Boom. They'd take them. No one would follow up to see oh, where they met, what kidding? kind of condition they were living in. And, and what we're finding out now is a lot of people that are trying to do lineage, they go back to about 1870 to 1850. And there's nothing after that. There's just it's no like record. They, they came over here as, as one, and they're, they, like they, their grandparents didn't know anything about their grandparents. And it, it's just, it's wild. I know a couple guys that I've talked to since I re started researching it that they're like, I think my grandfather, you know, or great great grandfather was in, on the orphan trains because we have no record of our family. He came over here from Germany um, without his parents. And it's like, what? People were just sending kids, you know, and what makes me wonder is where did all these orphans come from? That is very weird. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. I, that's like, that sounds like a whole organized operation though. Oh, it was. Like this was like a business. Like it was, it was flipping it, kids. It was created by a Freemason. Well, there you go. Oh shit. Yep. The Not whole surprised. thing <laughs> was set up by a free and, and what they would do, their excuse behind it was, we were it was at the time when we were pushing west so we needed hands in the fields we needed people we needed labor and what better labor than kids you know they'll they'll work for you and yeah. so they would bring them out to these and and they would claim that they were going to get a better life <laughs> now in in some instances granted now life in the 1850s was some horseshit i mean there's pictures of women with their children on the front steps selling their kids because they lived absolute desolate lives and they, they wanted their kids to have a better life. So they were trying to get them to have a better life. Mm. But I, I can't see that being like a huge 250,000 kids worth. It's almost like there was a war that wasn't really mm. talked about. Like there's some kind of like secret war that there's not really much history on at all. And 
bunch of people died and their kids needed to go somewhere. Yep. Because at, at the same time that we see this rise in orphans, there's also the establishment of insane asylums. So anyone that goes counter, I mean, and the reasons they could lock you up in an insane asylum are fucking wild. I We're mean, about to see them right now with the Restrict Act again, dude. Yeah, That's basically. where it's coming from again. You're crazy because you're tweeting the wrong thing. And it, that's almost what it seemed like. Like they were taking these parents, locking them up, and then taking the kids and pushing them along. So it's all making sense to me now. I didn't hear you earlier when you said the 1850s. I thought you said 1950s. Um, oh, <laughs> it's making like sense World War Two. So, yeah. you know, I mean, we we know about the huge migration of immigrants um, coming to the United States around that. That uh, that era, Irish people, um, uh, Germans, and what people don't like to talk about a lot is pretty is kind of controversial. Is that during uh, the American slavery era, there weren't only uh, African slaves, right? It was more than that, and people don't like to talk about that. It's very controversial, but um, there would be uh, Irish slaves, not just uh, indentured servants, but actual slaves, um, uh. Armenian, what are people that were coming over? And now that you're saying all these orphans or these child uh, parentless children coming is all clicking now. It makes so much sense. I think yeah, it's wild. And, and, and that's the thing. We've been programmed to believe that slavery only was white against black, right? The only slaves were, were blacks. No, everybody was a slave. It didn't matter. I mean, go, go look over in Africa. They, they had Arabs as slaves forever. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things. I mean, even go back to the Bible. The Egyptians took all the Jews and had them as their slaves, right? I mean, so there's no... We've just been sold this story that the only slavery was black slavery in America, basically. And, and that's a tale that needs to be broken up, too, because that has a lot of holes in it. Could you so, imagine... I'm sorry. Uh, no, could, go ahead. Do you imagine the unity though that like in between races if people just realized that it wasn't just black people they don't want to yeah that's a great point yeah because a lot of people like right now they're saying like the biggest oppression in like black culture is just people constantly fucking talking about it all just constantly talking about how enslaved you were how depressed you were how horrible you were treated well, yeah, a lot of other people were treated like that. But if you constantly fucking say that to somebody, that's all they're going to think of themselves. Right. I'm just this slave who survived. I, I think true. I think uh, good examples to use um, are like the Caribbean islands. So like in like I'm Dominican, right? So like in DR, um, I know that uh, the Haitians um after they uh, got their freedom from the french or then the, their independence um as a matter of fact haitians you don't hear no haitian talking about oh the french oppressed me and this and this and that they just you know they just are they just you know that happened to their ancestors it didn't happen to them so they don't feel any type of way about it same thing with the dominicans the haitians ruled the island for a couple for some time and the oppressed uh, people at the time were the Dominicans, and then that's how we gained our independence. We fought back, but you don't hear no Dominicans talking about, oh, they oppressed us at one point. Now, for sure, there is um, conflict between Haitian and Dominican, but it's not a racial thing. 
Like, it's not like, oh, just because you're black, like, we don't fuck with you. And I think that's, I think that's mainly an, an, an American thing. Because there's always conflict within um, countries, but they really make it a race thing here. Like, there are, there are uh, Afro-Latinos throughout all of Central America and South America. It's not only here that they were slaves. Like, people don't realize that. It's almost like it's an agenda. But and a good example to use is how those countries go about it. Like you don't you don't see it like it is here. It is to keep a, a group of people down, right? It's to keep black people down. But it is interesting that they call like Jamaicans African Americans, right? Yeah. Which is strange. I mean, that's a it's a very racist thing. But then you can't have like a white African American, even though there's tons of them. Elon Musk is one of them, supposedly, mm-hmm. right? And there was this really interesting thing. Uh, I watch the UFC. I talk about it a lot on my show. There's this guy, Drikas Duplessis, a South African white yeah. dude from yeah. Africa, right? I don't like him. I can't stand him. But Kamaru Usman, who is like, you know, he's he's from Nigeria, talks about Wakanda forever and shit, which I think is like, you know, black people's version of white power, honestly. I, I It seems kind of like a cult in a weird way. <laughs> he was saying, Drikas Duplessis was like, dude, he, this guy doesn't represent Africa. He He's not like the only African fighter out there. And Kamaru Usman, a black dude, talking shit about a white African, saying that he, he needs to learn what an African-American is. And I don't think he understood that Drakus is actually from South Africa. That is Africa. So by definition, he's an African-American, even though he's whiter than but I am. But he's not by color, right? And, well, that's we, the thing. Neither is a Jamaican. that African-American means black. But right? isn't that's that what we've been up? indoctrinated with. Yeah. It's fucked because Jamaicans aren't African-American, dude. Exactly. You know I mean? That's what black and like and, and and that's why even the even the term black is stupid. Yeah. Like it, it's it's all a way to divide, right? And and it's we're not human. We're not all human. It's not like that's a human from Africa. No, he's a it's a black or a white person from Africa. Why do we have mm-hmm. to get down to race? And like like you guys said, I think that's a very American thing with the with the race and that they always push that because it's an easy way for them to divide us. Mm-hmm. And, and again, going back to what we talked about before, if you can divide, it makes them easily to manipulate. You can't manipulate a huge group as easily as you can a bunch of smaller groups, because then you can pit those smaller groups against each other and they can do their your bidding for they can do their bidding for you. I'll tell you from experience, though. You got you, you call a Jamaican or an African person, you'd be like, oh, are you black? They'll tell you, hell no, I'm not black. I'm Jamaican or I'm yeah. African. <laughs> right and that's why i say black's the stupidest they get, term they ever mad. they get really mad too like they'll be like i'm not black what the fuck are you talking about i'm jamaican because like, that's why like i'm not white i'm american you know like I, my skin is you know a few shades short of a few chromosomes short of being albino but fuck <laughs> dude i'm not I, I don't identify as my skin tone i'm not white i'm clear right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude, fucking nice. luminescent man <laughs> funny, man. i forget what but there was some movie i was watching a while ago to bring it back to movies just a little bit where there was a uh what we would call a black guy since i feel like now we can't say that right where there's a black guy and then what we'd also call a white guy and the the black guy or the white guy said something to the black dude along the lines of like i don't know why they call you black your skin's more brown and then the black dude responded by saying i don't know why they call you white your skin's more pink yeah you know what i mean like it's a weird 
weird thing that we just come up with it because white and black are opposites. Those two are supposed to fight for the until the end of time, right? I think it's like a subconscious way to kind of plant that in people's heads. Mm. Uh, the thing is, sometimes we just can't escape like the the physicality. Like like you said, like we kind of like subdivide ourselves into these race and these species because that's what we see. It's like a white, you know, Asian, a different skin tone, a Mexican and a black. We're easily identifiably different. And I just found it interesting. I found just a weird thing that I found on the Internet. They say that in like 200 to maybe like a thousand years or however many thousand years in the future, we might like all coalesce into this one heterogeneous kind of species where we almost look like all tan. Asian. They have that in South Park. They call them the goobacks. Yes, literally They're futuristic, <laughs> futuristic <laughs> beings. That all the languages that they talk, it's a mix of one. It's like screeches. <laughs> and they call them goobags, dude. It's hilarious. <laughs> There's endless, endless uh, sightings of South Park, dude. Oh, we had that one South Park reference right there. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We, ha- we hit our quota. Yeah. <laughs> now we got to reference SpongeBob. I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, I'll, I'll reference SpongeBob, the Caribbeans, dude. The freaking Epstein's address is SpongeBob's address. If yep. you look up SpongeBob's address, we were just talking about the Caribbean. No way. Swear to God, dude. Go to DuckDuckGo. Actually, oh, let's yeah. see if we can share it on the screen. Yeah, I'll do it right now. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because this is wild. It's like one two four conch, and if you type that address in, it's Little Saint James. You Island. are lying. Where to Christ? And I and I'm a Christian. Wow. So. Uh, it says fact check. <laughs> Here we go. All right, fact check. Let's so there's your SpongeBob check. and your South Park reference there. <laughs> one, two, four, conch. Something like that. I don't know if that's the exact one, but it, it should pull right up. All right, here I got it right here. I got a I got a TikTok for you. Awesome. Okay, let's Even see better. what it says. Let's go. Man, what the fuck? <laughs> That's on SpongeBob driver licenses, Jeffrey Epstein's fun, island. It was right in front of us. So he typed it in in Google Earth, and then it takes you right there to Little St. James, dude. And that's Epstein's Island right there? Did you that's go on Google Maps right now and type that in? What? I feel like it's fake. I feel like it's fake. No, um, what? Yeah, yeah. The address that's on. Address that's, yeah, the the address that's on the address that's on SpongeBob. That's on SpongeBob driver. One two four Conch Street on Google Earth, and it, it will pull it up. I Yo, did this. this works, bro. Yo, this yeah, they probably saw this and like, we gotta oh, no, scratch it off. Yeah, <laughs> AI is working mad fast to scratch it off right now. Bro, that's wild. What the fuck? Dude, this is insane. Yo, have you I swear I did TikTok? it before too. If if it's not there anymore, it's total bullshit because I have done this. I never Dude. I tried to never just say shit that I see. And I definitely saw this. So how would it you had to have wiped it or something? Dude, cause... have you seen that guy on TikTok that also went to Epstein's Island and they arrested him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some 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 random guy just pulled up on the boat to his island and then he got arrested. <laughs> oh man. I think it was yeah, we can't let you see they what we're fixed doing. It. We'll just try and type in the first one. Oh my god, look at it right there. There it is, dude. The first one. Right, right? There. Little, no, no way. Wait, it says one, two, four cons. It's it right there, dude. You gotta zoom in. You gotta zoom in. Wait, type in boom. There it is. Shit. 
And watch, where's the temple? Where's the freaking satanic temple that they had? There, there? is no way. <laughs> right there, <laughs> dude. There's the temple. Oh, and that's it right there. You can see it. What? Right there by the it's summary. Little... It's right in the middle, Matt. I oh, this. Yeah, what's to the right? Right there. Yeah. That's the temple? No. Is it? Uh, am I blind? No, that's a helipad. Got a helipad on there. I mean, that's where the 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 Lolita Express will land, right? <laughs> wow. Well, you know, it's I hear yeah, they also have that's it right there, there. right? Nah, because it's got a golden top. Definitely there. That has to be it, though. Because it is. Well, that seems like the yeah the compound. It is right there. That's it, right? That's gotta be it. I don't know about the temple, but that's definitely the main compound. Yeah, it's the like the compound there. That is that is weird stuff, bro. It's on wow. one of the edges, Matt. Like it's uh yeah, that's why I'm trying to follow the coast here. Fact that it is there's that warehouse they were talking about, that underground warehouse. That's a submarine port right to the right, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. a submarine port? Right yeah. here. And like Gislaine had a submarine license. Are you kidding me right now? I don't know. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Dude, this so is insane. Probably had like a plethora of ways to transport these kids. Oh my god, that's disgusting. you know the cartel, the Mexican cartel transfer there's drugs, you know, through submarines as well. What's to say that you know human yeah, sure. dude? We actually have a restaurant here in Tucson called El Baraco, and it's I think it's the badass in Spanish, I think. And it's uh it's built like a submarine, but they have a window from an old drug running submarine in there as like one of the windows of the restaurant. It's dope. That's, that's wow, fine. man. That's cool. Yeah, it's a cool place, dude. Buy a submarine, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Well, they're a massage. Go out and be like, yo, listen, I need a submarine. Some of them build it. <laughs> well, that's why, yeah, a lot of them are homemade from uh, the drug runners. They make these things. And, like, you see them, make, they make them in the fucking middle of the jungle. And <laughs> and then they get them out to sea. It's, it's crazy. And some of the, now think about that. Are you going to fucking travel in a homemade submarine? Fuck no. That's the last place I want to be. <laughs> yeah. That's that's mad risky. You got Javier over here. He misses one fucking rivet, and the next thing you know, you're sitting on the bottom of a fucking ocean. Yeah. <laughs> they're like uh, pedal powered. Like they got like a bunch of bikes set up, and they're just like, <laughs> everyone in there. <laughs> With like a homemade nice. telescope that they stick out the porthole. <laughs> and they or the Flintstones. You just see a bunch of feet walking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, what's that ahead? Land the Yeah. Crazy. Oh my God. I didn't Holy know it had a shit. submarine port. And they heard there was like tunnels in there as well. That is a helipad too. This is that's what I'm saying. This is like a huge operation. And when you were talking about the um you call it the orphan train, right? Yep. Like that's a huge organization. What's to say that 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 didn't carry over into the next generation? Yeah. Well, and also, what did they have at that time? At that same time that they have all the orphan trains, that's when you see the rise of not only the insane asylums we talked about, but orphanages. Mm -hmm. And and then the creepier thing is you go look at these buildings that these orphanages are in. They're fucking like massive palaces. Yeah. That they built. Like, why would you put crazy people in these huge, massive, beautiful old buildings? Yeah. it's just it's a whole wild wild fucking usually those types of buildings are are definitely have tunnel ports you know they definitely have like ways to get into it that you know because that's how it was back then when they had those types of buildings they needed ways to get out unless if you were a king and you were one of those you needed a way to get out because the people wanted to kill you 
Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah, look at Game of Thrones, right? They had all sorts of escape routes and shit. And that's with the, the castles and stuff. You think about, you look at some of these buildings and what they say is uh, you look at how much is above ground. Usually there's an equal amount below ground. Yeah. As above, so, so below. below yeah. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Yeah, I know you guys got a jet. I don't want to hold you too long. Um, I fucking really appreciate this. This was a lot of fun, man. No, not all. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, man, you guys can find us anywhere. We're actually searchable now. So if you just search up the Mind's Eye podcast, we'll be first on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and anywhere else you look. Nice. And you have your the Mind's Eye TV, right? Mind's Eye.TV? Oh, yes. We also have our 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 channel for bonus content, which is the Mind's Eye.TV. So if anyone's interested in seeing what that's about, we post, we post bonus content every single week. So we, we do two episodes a week. One for YouTube for the public and one for the, the website for our members. And I will be joining that. I totally, it, I've been meaning to and I keep fucking forgetting. So you will have a <laughs> yeah. new subscriber as of tomorrow. Oh, we'll oh, love man. you forever. Thank you. It's part of the tier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You don't hold yeah. back, bro. We love you forever. <laughs> Yo, it it on there. We, we have no filter on there. Everything's there. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically what I do with Patreon because YouTube has fucked me so much. I can't, I can't even put like factual, like the like orphan train type shit. I put a, a one about the Chicago World's Fair. It was all fact based. Mm-hmm. I took it all from photos and books, and they banned it. So I got two strikes <laughs> on YouTube, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm almost done. Stupid. That's not uh, harmful information or anything. That's like an actual <laughs> taken from a textbook. That's the thing. Yeah. The city with the lights, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, you posted that on Instagram as well, I believe. Oh, I post it nonstop, dude. I'm, I see I'm, those. I I'm love infatuated with that fair because they say they built over 200 buildings, over 700 acres, landscaping, fucking Greco-Roman buildings. It's right behind me. Yeah, in, that's it. Uh, yeah. In less than two years. <laughs> that's unfathomable. <laughs> so all of this, this is only <laughs> this is only eight of the buildings right here behind me. Add. 190 buildings that a lot of them are same size and yeah we did it in two years with horse and buggy and you know no power tools or anything so no believe the pyramids <laughs> yeah yeah what's so, fuck? all right rye what do you got going same old stuff man uh thanks for another fun monday i wanted to give a special thanks to a, a patreon subscriber shelby she got uh me a couple yeti cups dude yeti Ooh. yeti cups are the oh, shit nice. so dude i got mine i got mine with my shepherd on it Oh, dope. Oh, man. oh it's green. That's oh, why. Nice. Is it green? Oh, it's red. Oh, oh, no. it, was... <laughs> it was blending into the background. Yeah. So, dude, we need a it mind's eye yeti. Fair. Oh, <laughs> right. Damn. So thanks, oh, Shelby, God. for the uh for the yeah, yeah, I wanted to thank her just because I thought it was real nice, dude. You know, she's a subscriber to the show, so she supports and she sent a gift. Um, thought that was really cool. So big thanks to her. And uh thanks to you, man, for another fun. Monday chat, dude. These are always so good. Meeting new people. Great to meet you guys. I met you both before, but I had not met you, Santi. Is it Santi? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've met you, dude. I know that I met. But yeah, I, this is my first time on the podcast. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, it was just another fun, fun Monday night chat. It was amazing. Yeah, awesome. Thank Appreciate you so it, guys. Man. You can find me on Patreon, Great Deception Podcast, Instagram, Great Deception Podcast. Everybody, stay strong. Question everything.